Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for seeing, thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading, thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. You're going to be super hungry after today's episode. I'm looking at two of the most amazing sauces uh, ever, you're going to meet Antonio Carlo. He is the master maker of gourmet marinara sauces. You probably know his brand because it's everywhere. And um, I've had a chance to try them this week, and uh, they're delicious. And I can't even wait to dive into the story. Antonio, so great to have you on the podcast. Justin, thanks so much for having us. We really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, and, uh, you know, to be able to tell our story to your audience. I love it. I mean, like, I love Italian in general, and I just love sauce. And so I was so excited when I received your information a couple weeks ago. I was like, when can we get you on? I couldn't wait to hear your story. And I really love your product. Um, and for the audience that's listening, if you have not had a chance to uh, taste or try yet, you're going to hear all about that shortly. Um, but Antonio, you've got an incredible background, starting with being born in Genoa, Italy. It sounds like, you know, the, the, the music should start playing at the this point. Um, but share some of your story and how you got into this business. Sure. Thank you, Justin. So um, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, I'm from uh, Genoa, Italy, a small town, uh, my Lake Como. And, you know, I love to cook. And the recipe is an old family recipe, actually a third generation recipe, my nonna. And, you know, we raised our boys, Anthony Michael, on the recipe and whenever my wife and I would serve it to friends and family, they would just completely lose their mind. They would be like, oh, my goodness, this is the greatest thing. And I actually feel like I'm having a meal in Italy or a fine Italian restaurant in Chicago or Manhattan. So approximately three and a half or four years ago, uh, my wife, and as I mentioned in our other uh, interview by uh, Fox, Fox Business News, yeah. clearly, <laughs> clearly the brains in the family my wife, Kate, uh, launched Antonio Carlo Gourmet Marinara with my Nonna's original recipe. And wow. now since we've added three new flavors, a fresh tomato basil leaf, a roasted garlic, and a spicy arrabbiata. I know. I love spicy. That is, mm, that looks amazing. You know, they're all great with pasta, Justin, and the three new flavors pair really well with additional food groups to pasta. For example, that spicy arrabbiata that we both love so much also pairs uh, well with seafood. Oh. Shrimp fra diavolo, mussels marinara, or a beautiful frutta de mare. We like to utilize the roasted garlic in addition to pasta with all proteins, chicken, veal, pork, sausage, <laughs> nice. even grilled vegetables. And then finally, that fresh tomato basil leaf, you will see... Uh, I believe you have a jar of it. It's much darker than the original. Yep. That's because we infuse it with an entire basil plant. And if you look at the top, you're going to see all that beautiful dark basil oil and extra virgin olive oil sitting on top of the marinara. We use that to make homemade pizza on the grill. And here's why. You're going to get all that beautiful basil oil and extra virgin olive oil, Justin. That will soak into your crust Yum. for a wonderful smoky flavor. 
Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so I did notice that, and I tasted both. In fact, my wife and I both were enjoying them earlier today. Um, and so we were just like right out of the jar. Um, <laughs> it's just so good. Um, so how does it go? So you you talk about launching the brand, but and you you launched with your original recipe marinara sauce. Like, but how did you go from we have a cool recipe that's kind of come up through the family and it tastes great to making it and getting it productionalized? You know, how did you guys figure that out initially? Great question. And, you know, uh, we, my wife and I, especially myself, we learn every day, uh, brand new industry. I'm in healthcare. And, you know, we started this in a, our kitchen in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, literally from jar one. We started making the pots in the morning from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. We wow. would go to every Walmart in a 20-mile radius and buy, get our hands on every single ball jar we can <laughs> get our hands on. Wow. And then my wife started ordering pallets of ball jars, making labels on a uh, you know $100 printer at home. Sure. When it rained, the, the labels, the ink would run when we were doing farmer's markets. And, uh, you know, finally, we started uh, it locally in the Wilmington, North Carolina area, the boutique shops and the Italian delis. And from there, a uh, Lowe's Foods reached out to us and wanted to carry our products in their, quote unquote, local section. Sure. Uh, 20 stores initially. And then at that point, we just could not keep up with production. Right. So we uh, we we partnered with our first of three co-partners, uh, co-packers. So now, you know, they're producing uh, all of our product because we are national We're out the, throughout the Southeast, throughout the Midwest, Meyer, Fresh Time, Texas, HEB, and uh, Central Markets. Uh, of course, all of Harris Teeter locations in five states and Lowe's Foods, as well as Amazon. Um, and now they're producing our product. Amazing. And was that transition, we've had a lot of other guests on that have talked about, you know, in the food industry going from like, I'm making it at home to making it with Copacker or other and like getting the recipe right, you know, and, and making product in bulk. It, was that a tough transition or what did that look like? Or again, early days? It, it was, Justin. And, you know, the reason is because we wanted to get as close to the original recipe as making it on our stove uh, as possible. So it's still a um, an original recipe made in small batches with unique high-end gourmet products. Uh, all of our San Marzano tomatoes and extra virgin olive oil is imported from Italy, which is really important to uh, uh, to establish and uh, maintain that small pot, slowly cooked, slow simmer taste uh, compared to, you know, I'm trying not to be mean here, but compared to all the other brands uh, <laughs> in the stores, including the perceived premiums, one of which was uh, just purchased by a major conglomerate, um, a soup company in the industry. You know, they all have a similar taste. Some are a little bit better than others. They all have that similar smooth, like, again, I don't want to be mean, ketchup-like finish sure. to them where ours is totally unique different. in the sense that I know like you can just you, know, you can you see it, a difference it's folks and, and customers uh can't believe 
that it came out of a jar and it tastes like their moms or grandmothers. I totally agree. And it does. It really looks different. And I've seen the others. Um, and I was, and that was the first thing I noticed was before, first of all, great packaging, great labeling and all. But um, the product itself looks just awesome before even tasting it. Um, so you, you get some early wins and then you start picking up more and more stores. And do, were you only at that time with the original recipe or did you had you expanded into tomato basil and whatnot? Once we were uh, in the uh, uh, 20 Lowe's food stores here in the Southeast, um, in their local section, at that point, we developed the three new flavors, the fresh tomato basil leaf, the roasted garlic, and a spicy out of piazza. And we would do demos on the weekends, even though I have a day job. I, I really love getting out and meeting new customers and potential customers. And I got to tell you, it's just, it's incredible, you know, doing demos Trying to get someone to stop when they're shopping and right. or in a rush because no one <laughs> likes to be sold, of course. Of course. <laughs> so I need to be super aggressive. But, you know, once I get them to stop and taste it, then I bring my, uh, you know, octave level way down. And here's what happens, Justin. Then I shut up. And then this look of confusion, <laughs> bewilderment, um, Wonder comes over the customer's taste, and they, now they're paying attention. And this is what they say. They're like, wait, what is this? <laughs> and I simply say them, exactly. That's the way it's supposed to taste. What they do next is incredible. They'll take that jar of whether it's Michaels or Carbone or Rayos. They take it out of their, their cart, put it back on the shelf, buy two or three of ours and promise to never go back. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. And over time, I mean, as you guys have grown your footprint in more and more retail stores, I'm guessing you also have you know, been able to follow the growth of your buyers, right? Your consumer. And, and do you know like who the typical buyer is of your products or, or how you've been targeting them? Yes. That's a great question. We partnered with a, uh, uh, a major media company in Miami that was suggested to us by Publix and they're handling all of our social media, marketing, um, influencer campaigns, and demos. Our customer is a an educated buyer, an affluent buyer, if you will, uh, a foodie, an Italian gourmet uh, enthusiast, someone who would uh, invest in a, uh, a higher price premium product that can appreciate it. Because to think about it, with inf- not only during COVID, but also with inflation, um, you know, it's it's tough to bring a family of four or five or three out to a restaurant for fine totally. dining. Totally. Whereas you can, you know, purchase one or two jars of ours and some chicken cutlets or pasta and literally have a gourmet gourmet meal at home while sharing important quality family time at home for a fraction of the cost. But totally. so to answer your question, it's a, an educated gourmet consumer. And then when you launched, you know, you mentioned you started with one and then you added three others. One other thing we've talked about in the past is like many times grocery buyers or category buyers will want you know, more than one uh, skew on the shelf. Is that why you launched the other three or had you already kind of planned to roll these out as well? It was actually both. Uh, you know, we knew we we needed to have more than one skew uh, for several facings for sure. shelf space. And, um, and it's it's interesting when, when we meet with buyers, the category managers and buyers uh, of the food chains, it's tough to get in. And as you know, they 
they only review the category once per year. Right. And if you get shut out, it's a two-year cycle to get back oh, in in front of them. Right. So we like to, first off, offer to to cook a meal for them. Oh, that's um, a cool idea. If, Love that. COVID, yeah, they would you know push back, understandably, or have a chef at a local restaurant uh, cater a meal for them, which we've done for uh, Kroger. And we actually uh, went in and cooked for fresh time. But ultimately, if we get, you know, shut out on both of those because everyone's busy, the buyers are busy, we'll at least like to uh, meet with the buyers and category managers live. And here's why, to perform a blind taste test. And every single time (laughs) the buyer says, you know, Anthony or Antonio, that's really risky. And absolutely agree, Justin. But we are confident just by, you know, reactions of customers on weekends when we're doing demos. We like, yes, uh, I agree with you, but we'd really like to do a blind taste test. So wow. what we do is we'll go in, we'll have two of our flavors and two of the uh, uh, another brand's flavors, let the buyer taste it. And 99% of the time they will choose ours and now they'd like to know the other two brands that uh, sure. <laughs> that's kind of funny so <laughs> we and we will not tell them on purpose and here's why so i'll change the subject i'll say you know justin uh <laughs> it's not important we don't want to bash the competition we'll go on to another subject we'll make the mask the second time or when they get really uh determined and direct and you know they'll say look we really want to know who the other brand is then we pull out the jar of that other brand that's so well-known and is the perceived premium in the category, and we won't mention their name, um, and the buyer does not believe us. They think we're lying. <laughs> because at this point, right. they're convinced that we stack the deck right. like with a much lower uh, quality brand, like either a Ragu or a Prego, and that's not the case. We, we, you know, we pair with the perceived premium. And then we're like, we tell them, well, here's ours. There's the other that you didn't choose. And here's their jar. And they're like, oh, my goodness, we need to bring this in. Amazing. Um, that's, that's so exciting. Now, you uh, these great three new flavors. Um, you mentioned tomato basil, roasted garlic, arabiata. Were there any others? Are there kind of like there's other three we didn't go with or we tried, We were going to do sick? You know, were there other flavors in the portfolio you were thinking about or are there flavors you're thinking about for the future? There are absolutely three or four others that we're working with currently. We will not share that information yet. But, um, you know, going forward within the next year or two, you'll see additional SKUs and additional uh, premium, other premium flavors, as well as potentially a pasta or an olive oh, oil. nice. Uh, along with the Antonio Carlo brand sure. that will be coming in the future. Yeah, you, there's lots of tangential categories you could go into, you know? I think it's really interesting. Um, really nice packaging, like... Has it always been in the this glass bottle with the kind of goldish top and the sticker over the top? You know what I mean? It, the labeling's really nice. Like, or has that also evolved over time? Yeah, no, it, it has evolved over time. But initially, when we launched uh, the the first jar and the other three flavors, my wife partnered with uh, a web designer and a uh, um, a label. Uh, professional, and we wanted something, Justin, that would jump off the shelf. Totally. In that sea of 20 feet of marinara sauces, we wanted an authentic 
and it is authentic Italian looking um, jar label and that neck label that kind of jumps off the shelf and separates us from all the others that gives yeah. it not only uh, a sense of authenticity, but uh, a true Italian feel and look to the product. Yeah, it's really cool. So uh, for those who haven't checked it out, you, you can go online, of course, and we'll give you the site in just a moment, but uh, AntonioCarlo.com. Um, but the the cool thing about the, uh, the one thing I, I thought was new, unique, but first of all, the labeling is really sharp. So you do, it does stand out on a shelf, but it looks like kind of old world-ish, you know, like, and then you look at the product and it's like, oh my God, like it's so rich and yummy inside. But on top, on the actual you know, a metal cap is like a sticker that goes all the way across and um, it just adds something to it that I think makes it unique. Yep. Thank you for that. Uh, it, it does make it unique and it, it absolutely catches your eye as you're walking down the shelf uh, of the marinara sauces. Like, Oh, totally. what's, yeah, what's this? It seems that looks different than all the other jars. Totally. Um, I always love to ask our guests some of their biggest lessons learned. You guys are early days. You're still, you got a lot of growth in front of you. Um, great potential. Uh, what are, what, you know, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to our show. What would be two or three things you'd offer to them as, as they're thinking about launching a brand or growing a brand? Like, you know, what is it that the things that you would offer for uh, some advice? Uh, great question as well. Um, just like any other business and your entrepreneurs, I'm sure, um, you know, follow this uh, advice from their um, teams. You know, we always try to surround ourselves with the best professionals because this is a new industry for my wife and I. And as I mentioned to other folks, we're usually up at 4 a.m. in the morning and the first hour, hour and a half of our day before we hit the gym at uh 545 and the pot of coffee's rolling. We <laughs> just talking about ideas and what the day uh, ahead of us is going to be like in meetings and what some of the things that we could have done better. But, you know, we've made some mistakes, but, you know, again, surrounding ourselves with folks in the industry sure. that have been in the uh, um, food industry for years. Um, we partnered with a, um, uh, a major um, uh, broker, uh, Crossmark, uh, one of the leaders in the industry, sure. and yep. uh, they've been so helpful. And now they're they're instrumental in getting us into, you know, all the major uh, food chains and going forward, uh, setting up meetings in Q1 and Q2 of 2024 with other large uh, retailers. Amazing. Yeah. And anything not worked? Anything that stand out? You're like, man, we tried that and that was a total fail or man that we tried that that partner and that it didn't even taste good you know, i mean like anything looking back that you can think of that was like man that really that was a fail yeah we uh before we partnered with crossmark there were other uh, brokers that we partnered with and um they did not take us seriously justin because you know they wanted to work with them the large big uh uh customers and it really didn't take a small startup mom and pop companies seriously and we were always on the back burner they wouldn't push to get us meetings with the buyers and we went through two or three uh brokers and we had to hire and fire them before we landed with crossmark and we wow. negotiated a uh, really good um offering and program with them going forward i would say you know obviously um invest in the in the right partner it may be a little bit more expensive up front but it's so important to invest in that right partner so you're not your business doesn't stall initially totally 
man, I'm excited for you. Uh, and really, I think great product, package, flavor, everything. Um, it's going to be fun to, to follow you guys and your growth. you got to come back on when you launch new flavors. But um, before we go, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, et cetera. Absolutely. So our website is uh, AntonioCarlo.com. We are on Amazon for the folks that uh, for the areas of the country, especially the uh, the California far west area in the southeast or in all Lowe's food stores, all Harris Teeter stores, locations in five states, as well as many mom and pops throughout the southeast. In Texas, we're in uh, Central Market. In the Midwest, we're in all Meyer food stores in five or six states, including Michigan, Indiana. Um, Fresh Time, Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, all throughout the Midwest is, <laughs> and in Chicago with Tony's uh, uh, Fresh Markets and many other uh, mom and pops, Justin. Really, really cool. I'm excited for you guys. And um, again, you can check it out at AntonioCarlo.com and read the story um, on the product and, and meet Antonio, at least virtually. And uh, we got to have you back on, man. So great to have you with us today our pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Justin. We appreciate it. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional Contender Cast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. <laughs>